Hello, my name is Chris White and welcome to the Wrestling 20 Years Ago podcast where we're going back in the time machine to October of 2002 to bring you a full review of the fourth annual Bellion pay-per-view. Joining me for yet another UK show review, I have the one and only Chris Lacey. How are we doing, sir? Wonderful and thankfully no shenanigans on a plane to discuss this time. No, as far as we know, we don't have to deal with like truly the some horrific shit uh that takes over the show we've actually just got the most uk show of all to review i think yeah. uk show gonna uk show and yeah no controversy easy 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 sunday afternoon doing <laughs> uh lacy i believe you wanted to talk to us about some sponsorship news Yes, so our good friends at Ten Beer Bottles, uh, who do craft beers, ales, lagers, ciders, and snacks, don't forget your snacks, have a special offer just for the UK-based Wrestling 20 Years Ago family, uh, where you can get 10% off your order by using the code WRESTLING20 at 10, the number 10, beerbottles.co.uk. Um, terms and conditions are, will all be in the description down below, um, but yeah. Get some money off good beer. What's not to like? And especially coming up to Christmas, fill your fridge with some wonderful craft beer. That sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that as well for myself. Um, So, yeah, I guess the most noteworthy aspect of Rebellion is that it's the first ever Smackdown exclusive pay-per-view, I guess, technically. Yeah, it is the first one single branded Smackdown show that we have had because was was Big Insurrection truly Raw only I can't remember I think it was wasn't it so I think yeah we've had the first Raw only yep. and the first Smackdown only shows right here in jolly old England and I mean apart from that like tiny bit of trivia I mean, there's just there's uh, this show was absolutely fine. It was watchable. It was like very little. I mean, there was some bad stuff on it, but like nothing egregiously bad. And I, but it's just it's just a show, isn't it? I I don't know. I feel like I'm maybe burnt out on these, but it, it was fine. It's very much great to be there. Yes, but. Uh, it's not one for the home audience, really. Yeah, I, I, it's it's the novelty of having it when you you go to these sorts of things. They don't feel like house shows, do they? They feel like pay per views for, for you. And yeah, having that novelty there, you always get a, a good crowd. You're going to see largely all the top stars within reason obviously uh this is slightly different being a smackdown only show and obviously undertaker not being here for reasons we'll get into um but generally you're gonna see the people you see on tv or at the very least on pay-per-views every month have within reason pay-per-view length matches yeah, they're going to kind of half-ass it a, hit a bit and there's not going to be any story development. But I think as a live going, like someone in the crowd, that's kind of not what you're there for. You're just there to have a good time, have a few beers and and see your favourite wrestlers, I guess. Yeah, and the thing is, these sort of things are obviously great for, you know, the the... 20 year olds that want to go see their stars but these are perfect for kids because they get to see everyone that they see on the telly um but you sort of know going in that you're not going to see a title change you're not going to see anything that as you say furthers any stories but you should get decent length matches of the guys that you see on tv instead of them getting the tv length five six minute match you get 15 20 minute matches uh lacy would you kindly take us through the results of rebellion 
So in the thing where we say this is a SmackDown only show, uh, we get a Raw oh, yeah. superstar uh, in Booker T defeating Matt Hardy in our opener. Uh, Billy Kidman and Tori Wilson defeated John Cena and Dawn Marie in a mixed tag match. SmackDown's number one announcer, Funaki, defeated Crash Holly. Jamie Noble defeated Rey Mysterio and Yoshihiro Tajiri in a triple threat match for the WWF Cruiserweight Championship. The Reverend Devon and his partner Ron Simmons defeat Chuck Palumbo and the Big Valbolski in a tag match. Rikishi defeated Albert in a Kiss My Arse match. Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle defended the tag team titles against Los Guerreros and uh, of, Chuck, of Eddie and Chavo. And in our main event, we saw a handicap match where Brock Lesnar, teaming with Paul Heyman, defeated Edge for the World Championship. So what did you think of this show, I suppose, less generally, based on what we were delivered across these eight matches? When it was good, it was it was good. And when it wasn't, it just stunk of house show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if it's because the card. I mean, there was there was a couple of really good matches on on this show um, that I greatly enjoyed, but it's it's just uh, yeah, this is the most house show of these I've ever seen. I think um, just because of the card itself, maybe. I mean, the atmosphere was good, the crowd was good, and and we had some good wrestling on it. But there's there's nothing here that's like so good. I'd say you absolutely have to go out of your way to to watch. Um, I, I imagine you'll see, or have well, we have seen sort of variations on these matches on uh, TV or pay per view in the future. You know, and and here, even though they are good. It's almost certain that people are sort of working at 80%, working at 60% of their sort of full pelt, you know. Um, not to that's and that's not a criticism or to the detriment of any of the people who wrestled on this show. It's just the nature of these UK pay-per-views, you know. Yeah, it's it's one of those of why why do yourself a, a an injury or do yourself damage when, as you say, this is only seen on skybox office and they probably still show it in is it the world in new york uh is that what they're still calling it i don't know if they've changed name for for what it is but yeah um yeah it is a very limited audience that are seeing this so you know bring it in boys seems to be the attitude so the show opens with us live from the manchester arena as uh, michael cole and taz welcome us to the show uh, following some of the opening provo- uh, pyro, Stephanie McMahon is here to open proceedings. Uh, SmackDown GM informs us that The Undertaker will not be here tonight, partly because of the beating at the hands of Big Show and Brock Lesnar, but in reality, mostly because he's a new child due to be born any day now. Uh, Steph goes on to inform us that Edge will be taking Taker's place in the scheduled two-on-one handicap match against Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship in the main event. And uh, before wrapping up, Steph announced that as part of her special trade agreement with Raw General Manager Eric Bischoff to acquire the big show, which personally I wouldn't see as anything to brag about, she's secured the services of Booker T for one night only. And on that note, Booker T makes his way to ringside for our opening contest. So facing Booker, we have the pay-per-view debut of the version one iteration of Matt Hardy. Tonight's Matt fact, Matt loves English muffins. Fans are very much behind Booker T here. Matt calls for a test of strength that pulls away, switches hands but pulls back again, follows up with some V1 taunts. Eventually, after some grappling, Hardy hits an arm drag before Booker gets a headlock, transitions into a wrist lock, and Hardy counters with a headlock of his own. Booker hits the lariat and follows with a drop kick that sends Hardy out of the ring. Back inside, Hardy schoolboys Booker for two. Hardy reverses a whip and hangs Booker out to dry. Neckbreaker gets two by Hardy. Matt steps on Booker's head before choking him in the ropes. Booker gets sent to the corner and he flips Hardy over for two. Both men are back up. Matt hits the side effect. Booker fights out, runs straight into an elbow by Matt, who drops another on him. Hardy hits a neckbreaker uh, for another two count. Back to the headlock we go. Hardy applied some more pressure. 
apply some more pressure. Booker tries hard to fight out, but uh, Hardy lands a kick. He comes off the ropes, but Booker nails a spine buster and both men are down. Eventually back to their feet, Booker lands some right hands and some chops. Booker nails a forearm smash, which gets two. He gets two again off a spinning heel kick, goes up the top, hits a missile drop kick for another two count. Booker goes for the spin of Rooney, but Matt gets up quickly. A twist of fate is countered into the bookend for another two as Hardy gets a leg on the ropes. Matt hits another twist of fate, but gets two again. He looks for another, but Booker slips out, hits the scissor kick, gets the three count and the win. Lacey. This was a decent opener. It was what you want to to start a show. Decent amount of energy, decent grappling moves. It went 15 minutes, didn't drag lots, but it did have a few moments where it was for the audience. Fucking love me a Matt fact. More Matt facts, please. I'm all for it. Um, But yeah, this was a good start and it, it sort of gave me hope that we were going to get a decent show yeah i think that's a fair summary just a nice simple match played up to the crowd it's kind of what you want from an opener right booker got his moves in matt got his moves in nothing hard nothing fancy but just entertaining particularly for the people in the arena i think booker was a nice surprise as well who probably only expecting people from smackdown and he's probably one of the most popular guys like baby faces with a uh with the out of all the people on Raw. So I, I think having him there and after the match, him doing the spin of Rooney and all that, it's like, it's just good stuff. It, I mean, the cynic in me would say it's good house show stuff, but it's still good stuff nonetheless and a, a fun way to open the show for those in attendance. Backstage, Paul Heyman tracks down Stephanie McMahon and complains that the title match tonight isn't fair. He notes, obviously, that Edge can win the championship by pinning Heyman. Uh, Steph's answer, life isn't fair. After a quick recap of Tori Wilson finding her fully clothed father, Al Wilson, in the shower with Dor Marie, uh, we head into our next match, which is a mixed tag between Billy Kidman and Tori Wilson, taking on John Cena and Dor Marie. Tori tries to attack Dawn, but Cena plays bodyguard. Cena takes advantage, goes after Kidman. Kidman gets a head scissors and Cena is sent into the corner hard. Cena goes for a suplex, but Kidman floats over. Dawn tags in. She beats up Kidman, but he tags in Wilson. Tori spanks Dawn and sends her into the ropes. She uh, gets the arm drag and connects with a drop kick, which gets two. She rolls Tori up for another two count and hits a face buster again for a two. Billy tries to break it up uh, as the two uh, ladies uh, obviously go into their catfight spot and uh, he gets lost in all the chaos. The ref uh, turns around and admonishes Kidman, and presumably that's for getting caught up in the catfight, which is usually a spot reserved for the refs. And this allows Cena to come in and hit a body slam on Tori. Tori gets revenge on Cena with a low blow, and Cena has to be said, great facial expression here. Billy tags in, hits a back elbow, sets up a tornado bulldog. Tori spears Dawn out of the ring and Kidman finishes the match with a shooting star press for the win just after the five minute mark. Lacey. Well, you know how I said the first match was decent and, you know, gave me hope. This is where it went full house show. This was fucking awful. Um, yes, it had its its moments in there to, you know, to get the, the fun little pop of look. The girls having a cat fight, rolling over the ref and all that jazz. But, oh, my God, this was fucking dire. Um, Dormarie, bless her. You know, I've, I've liked her for a while, you know, from back in her time in EC Dub. But you don't need to be in a ring, love. Yeah, this uh, this is the antithesis of UK pay-per-views feeling like a house show that somehow made its way onto tv um yeah this wasn't great but um i guess the if you if you're being kind i mean having that like the, the cat fight spot and all of that it's like is the, the crowd enjoy it and like this it, I, I guess i kind of have to grade these shows on the curve of like 
what we're expecting them to be you know like if this was like a regular pay-per-view I'd, I'd be slightly more critical god forbid if something like this was on like next year's wrestlemania then it would be like a travesty but i don't know i guess i find, I find it hard to get like uh too worked up about the state of these i know what i'm gonna get when i watch them this was bad but like not like so bad it's not like go away heat you know so yeah thumbs down but what 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 can you do about a show like this match number three sees crash holly taking on uh funaki uh they circle the ring and grapple to start funaki gets a wrist lock holly reverses it with with a head scissors funaki extends his hand but crash slaps it away he pulls a Japanese flag bandana out of his tights and wraps it around his head. Funaki kicks him in the head and beats some sense to him until Crash backpedals and asks for the handshake. Funaki rolls him up for two. They spill outside for for a while until Crash drops an elbow. Uh, Crash lands a knee to the back and they head back inside. Funaki hits a crossbody. Crash rolls through and gets two. Crash applies a headlock. Funaki gets up, but Crash nails him with a lariat. Funaki hits a bulldog out of the corner and a DDT connects to two. Crash pokes uh, the eyes and hits an atomic drop. We get charged by Crash and Funaki clotheslines him for two. A series of close near falls ensue before Funaki misses with an enziguri. Crash goes for the La Magistral cradle, but Funaki hangs on, catches Crash for the free count. Lacey. Uh, my only notes for this was, really? <laughs> um, this... This was again another true house show, house show match. Um, bless him, I love Funaki. Funaki's great. I love Crash, but two guys that you haven't seen have a match in fucking months, just having a random match, and then the the weird house show level racism in it yeah. just to fill time. And as you said this this doesn't go more than about five six minutes, and it's like. Did you really need all of that, boys? You could have just had a proper wrestler match. Yeah, this was uh, dross. Yeah, not not good. This is the sort of match as well that outright killed the crowd. Like, um, and there's not much more you can say other than like when you're going to put sort of a heat quality match on a show that's been marketed as a pay per view. What what are you going to get? You know, this, this you get what you deserve. Next up, we have a three-way elimination match for the Cruiserweight Championship with Tajiri taking on Rey Mysterio and uh, Jamie Noble. Noble knocks Mysterio off the apron before the match starts and Tajiri is thrown to the floor as Mysterio enters the ring. Mysterio hits a clothesline on Noble, uh, who goes into Tajiri and nails a corkscrew plancher onto both. Mysterio hits Tajiri with a wheelbarrow uh, bulldog, for a two count northern lights suplex by noble and mysterio but Tajiri makes the save as he wants to eliminate noble uh, a handspring uh elbow by Tajiri to noble and mysterio when noble is hung in the tree of woe and gets hit by a running drop kick by Tajiri. irish whip by mysterio and but Tajiri catches him in the uh, tarantula ray tries a springboard but Tajiri notices him coming knocks him back with the thrust kick Noble uses the opening to jump Tajiri and eliminate him following a Tiger Bomb. Uh, Ray counters a power bomb uh, into a Hurricane Rana for two. He tries at flying Rana off the top rope, but Noble's able to reverse and gets a power bomb for two. Springboard lead drop gets two for Mysterio before Noble uh, gets a Noble Bomb, which also gets two. Mysterio has Noble covered for longer than the three count, but Nidia has the ref distracted. Noble gets the drop toe hole on the bottom rope. We get a 619 attempt, but Nidia is able to trip Ray up. Tiger Bomb gets two from Noble. Ray gets up, but Noble uses Ray's momentum to his advantage, grabs onto Nidia during the cover, and gets the three. Lacey. This picked up, did it quickly? Um, <laughs> great to see a proper ECW style freeway match with eliminations. Um, it sucked that Tadger went out as early as he did because I could always do with more Tajiri. Um, as I said on the, the No Mercy show, I fucking love me some Noble. I love me Tajiri. Um, Ray has found his feet very quickly in the Fed. 
Um, obviously, we know how good he is, um, and he is proving it again that he's still that good. Yeah, can I just have more of this, please? Yeah, this is a real nice change of pace from the the comedy match or the, the sort of the basic matches that had just preceded it. Good time between the elimination eliminations and it felt like we had like a good three way to open followed by a good little singles match as well within one, you know, and that's how these sort of things should feel. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. This is quite comfortably the best night of the match so far, but I mean, that's, that's a, maybe damning with frank praise, but no, I, I genuinely think this was a very enjoyable and fun, good match. Next up, Chuck Palumbo and the big Val Boski take on brother Devon and Ron Simmons. Simmons and Devon jump Palumbo and uh, Venus. We get a power slam by Simmons. Palumbo tags in and v- uh, tags Venus. Sorry, Venus drops Devon over and over with back, drop- back body drops and some urinagis. Venus uh, nails the double underhook suplex on Devon. Simmons enters illegally and gets a spine buster. Palumbo's held back by the ref. Devon stomps all over the Valboski. Spinning reverse elbow by Devon, who gets a tag to Simmons. He locks on the camel clutch. Val's able to reverse and get the hot tag to Chuck. Chuck nails Simmons uh, as Devon. Uh, sorry, Chuck nails Simmons and Devon with huge jabs and right hands. Uh, we get a belly to belly suplex on Simmons and a super kick to Devon. Simmons makes the save. Venus and Simmons are on the floor as uh, Simmons nails Chuck and uh, Devon is able to roll him up and get the win. Well. Back to reality, Lacey. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Very quickly with Rando Tag Team, House Show, let's just chuck two guys or four guys together that have never had anything to do with each other. And there you go. Um, you know, yes, three of these four are quote-unquote tag team specialists. You know, you've got one of the members of the Dudley Boys, one of Billy and Chuck, one of the APA and Val Venus. <laughs> but yeah, it just seemed really weird combination and was very much for sort of by the numbers as well. Um, but, you know, we can't always have what we just had and, you know, quality all the way through, can we? That would be, be too nice for us. Yeah, this is the most... Uh, how many times am I going to say this is the most UK show of all UK shows and stuff like this is is why you know uh, I think all four guys probably like more than half ass in it all four guys not having a great day maybe it's just sloppy messy not fun uh, I don't know how long this went like it, less than five minutes has got to be but it still felt like it overstayed it's welcome <laughs> um yeah nothing happening bit of a waste of time bit of a filler in the middle of the show just to get some more guys on the card and beef it out a bit i guess yeah for for this you could have just given the the time to you know give more time to the ray match um we could have had a longer period on that but yeah it did very much seem as though it was a case of we've got these guys with us we need to get them on the card somewhere let's just chuck them in here yeah and and i think like this this is if you you're better off having like a match with uh, sorry a card with six decent to good matches that all get a bit of time then you are beefing that out to eight or nine matches and throwing in a bit of filler here or there okay there's more variety but i think it brings the overall qualities of shows down um obviously you've got to get people wrestling and you've got to get them in front of crowds and on cards but yeah i I don't think this this having this here did anything for anyone involved you know so it would have been much better to just split this however long it was five minutes three minutes and across the rest of the show across some of the uh, more entertaining matches of the night speaking of which uh, moving on we have the kiss my ass match between rikishi and albert the bell sounds they slowly circle the ring uh, rikishi applies uh 
a headlock and Albert gets out of it with a shoulder block. Albert grabs a side headlock on Rikishi and he uh, goes back with another shoulder block, which does not drop Rikishi. Uh, Clothesline by Rikishi before he follows up with some right hands. Albert goes for the test of strength, but Rikishi gets a cheap shot and a headbutt, which doesn't seem to affect Albert. Albert clubs Rikishi in the corner following a headbutt of his own uh, and stomps away in the corner. Albert unties a turnbuckle, follows with some right hands. Rikishi ducks and uh, punches Albert before Albert comes back, whipping Rikishi into the exposed buckle. A splash by Albert, which gets a two count. We get a reverse chin lock by Albert, who uses the ropes for some leverage. Rikishi is able to survive, gets some elbows to the gut, but uh, Rikishi is uh, pulled to the mat by Albert. We get a big collision in the middle of the ring as both men land clotheslines simultaneously. Right hand by Rikishi follows with uh, some left, uh, left and rights before he gets a Samoan drop and a DDT for two. Albert ducks a clothesline and nails a bicycle kick for two. Albert tries a splash. He hits a turnbuckle and eats a super kick. Uh, Banzai dropped by Rikishi and this match is over. He gets the three. Albert tries leaving, uh, but the referee threatens that uh, Albert would be fired if he leaves the ring without kissing Rikishi's ass. Albert hits a low blow to Rikishi and thinks uh, thinks that he's got the last laugh here. But Rikishi comes back, gets the upper hand with the stink face and uh, dances with the announcers to bring this to a close. House show going to house show. Oh, <laughs> uh, this again, I know we've said it quite a bit on this, but this again is truly house showing for the sake of house showing. Oh, it it was it was horrible. Um, really shit match really dull and then just for the for the pop being oh look rikishi's now gonna dance Ugh, yeah no thanks yeah i mean uh the most basic of sort of five minute matches um and then obviously they've got the little like post-match i i'm remiss to call it an angle because like that's like too much credit for like yeah, there's like there's like this like huge grand creative vision with what happened here. There's the post-match stuff uh, with the sink face and stuff. Like the crowds, the crowds enjoying it. You know, it's this it's the kind of thing that you you do get on house shows, but it's just house shows aren't normally reviewed as if they're pay-per-views, and unfortunately, this one is. Um, yeah, I think. I give this one a sort of pass. Like it's entertaining in the sense that the live crowd enjoy it. Um, not the match itself. I must add that was, that was, uh, there was nothing happening there, but um, the post-match stuff, I think is the kind of thing I'd rather have this happening on my house show than I would the tag match that uh, just came before. So maybe I go a bit lighter on this one. Uh, next up, we have uh, a match with a little bit more backstory going into it with uh, obviously the uh, developments between Benoit and Guerrero as they made their uh, move from SmackDown uh, to SmackDown from Raw, formerly tag team partners and until the uh, tag team tournament came along where Chavo was attacking Benoit and uh, which led to the end of the, the friendship and um, the Guerrero's tried to pin the attack on Angle and uh, all all of that stuff, which led to the culmination just six days ago where Benoit and Angle won the uh, WWE Tag Team Championships at No Mercy. And the first challenges are the Guerrero's. So I, I suppose if, you, if, if you're there in attendance, this maybe feels, out of everything we've seen so far, probably the most uh, story significant match on the show and i think obviously with the four guys who are involved in the match they're the sort of people that are going to back it up in the ring as well angle and eddie start us off before eddie uh, tags in chavo because he wants no part of kurt we get a lock up side headlock uh, by angle but chavo is able to elbow out of it we get a shoulder block by angle and he follows with a hip toss a back body drop and a back elbow to chavo 
Angle's in Benoit's face, showing off. So Benoit tags himself into the match. Benoit and Eddie lock up. We get a side headlock by Eddie, but Benoit now is a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Angle tags back in and hits some right hands in the corner, but Eddie nails a back elbow and in comes Chavo. Uppercut by Chavo, but Angle answers back with a German suplex. Eddie gets in the ring illegally, and Benoit nails a German suplex on him. Germans in stereo by the champions there. Eddie looks to be hurt, and the referee does seemingly throw up the X sign. Benoit keeps working Chavo uh, in the ring. Um, Chavo battles back, and eventually Eddie tags in. Seemingly okay. Uh, hope hope he's fine. Eddie stomps all over Benoit until Chavo chokes him from behind uh, the referee's back. We get a back suplex by Eddie before he tags in Chavo, who lands in some shots to the midriff of Benoit. Benoit fires back and he almost has the crossface, but Chavo reaches the ropes, throws him to the floor. Chavo pulls uh, away the referee and Eddie suplexes Benoit on the floor. Back inside, Benoit rows Eddie up and gets two. A clothesline from Eddie, who gets attacked Chavo and he stumps away and Benoit again. Get some European uppercuts, which find the mark until uh, Benoit's able to block the third one. Uh, gets a backslide, but Eddie breaks up the pin. Chavo cheap shots Angle and gets the tag. Stomps uh, Eddie uh, and Benoit counters a uh, Irish whip into a flapjack before following up with a power bomb. Benoit catches Chavo for the crossface. This time. Uh, Eddie re-enters and Frelk splashes Chavo by mistake. This allows Angle to get the tag. He comes in hot with some clotheslines followed by a back body drop. We get a German suplex on Chavo and a belly to belly on Eddie. Chavo makes the save and hits the drop kick on Angle. In comes Benoit, gets a German on Chavo and another German on Eddie. Benoit hits the diving headbutt. Angle covers, but Chavo makes the save. Suplex by Chavo. Uh, Benoit and Chavo spill out to the floor. Eddie climbs to the top. Angle springs up to him, but Eddie is able to shove him off. Eddie uh, hits the frog splash, but Benoit makes the save. Benoit gets a suplex on the floor as Eddie shoves shoves Angle into Benoit. Eddie takes the leg of Angle and gets the uh, lasso from El Paso. Well, the referee is down. Angle reverses it into an ankle lock. Eddie begins tapping as Chavo runs in and uh, nails Angle with the championship belt. Chavo rolls in the ref, but Angle kicks out at two. Chavo's on the top rope. Benoit shoves uh, Chavo and Benoit hot shots Eddie. Uh, Angle nails the Angle slam, and Benoit and Kurt retain their tag team championships. Lacey? Well, wasn't this fucking awesome? (laughs) Um, like, uh, no mercy, you put Angle and Benoit as a tag team together with anyone worth their salt, you're going to get a fucking banger. And this, I'm going to say it right now, is the best match we have ever seen on any of the UK shows. Yeah, I, I don't think I can argue with that. There's like, I, there's, there's absolutely nothing that springs to mind that, that is even in the realm is of this good. And yeah, you know, this this is the the one that sort of goes against the grain of oh they're all just phoning it in they're just you know here doing it easy. This is the one that shows no these boys brought their working boots with them and really are here to do some fucking work. Um, yeah, again, just if if anything, this is the one to watch out of all the pantheon of English shows. Just watch this 20, 22 minutes. I mean, it is for the whole match and just enjoy um if it wasn't for the fact of the no mercy match um a week earlier this potentially could have been it's definitely like my tag team would have been my tag team match of the year but it is taken over by the the tournament final because that was ridiculously good but yeah put these four in a ring together you know you're gonna get good shit and when they turn up wanting to work it's perfect yeah, I mean, best match of the night. I think I'm with you on best match of any of these UK pay-per-views. I don't think any combination of these guys could have a bad match together. The The last five minutes in particular was just great. Um, the heat for the Guerreros almost being able to cheat to win uh, was 
brilliant. Um, Benoit sold his... Benoit's selling in this was so good. Uh, just, yeah, I think the highest possible praise for these four guys going into a show like this when they could so easily have phoned it in to an enormous degree, but they just put on an outstanding tag match. Um, one of the better tag matches of the year. Um, yeah, uh, highest possible praise. Um, and uh, I, yeah, maybe having said there's there's not much worth seeking out on this show, I would probably go out of your way to try and catch this one because this was really great. Uh, with that in the books, it's time for our main event uh, with Brock Lesnar teaming with Paul Heyman to defend his WWE championship against edge uh, and of course uh, as noted earlier in the show if edge is able to pin Heyman, then he will win the championship lesnar tells Heyman to stand in the corner out of the way him and edge lock up and lesnar shoves him down edge dodges two uh, attempts at grappling from lesnar uh, and edge begins to taunt brock lesnar picks uh, edge up and shoulder thrusts him repeatedly some stomps follow before uh, a whip by Lesnar, but Edge is able to elbow him and hits a drop toe hole into the turnbuckle. Edge gets a roll up, which gets two. Lesnar looks for the military press and Edge catches him for a sunset flip, which gets another two count for Edge. Lesnar's pretty frustrated, begins kneeing Edge and whips him across the ring, but Edge is able to hold the ropes and low bridges Brock, who is to be calmed down on the outside by Heyman. Legs, uh, Edge takes the fight to Brock on the floor, but Brock is able to overpower him. Edge sends him into the ring post. Heyman grabs Edge's foot and Lesnar is able to use this to take control. Edge sidesteps Lesnar, spinning heel kick to Brock and a shoulder block to Heyman. Lesnar belly to, to belly suplexes Edge before a huge backbreaker by Lesnar before Edge is able to battle back, but he's knocked down again with ease and Brock gets two. Brock gets the Boston Crab on. Edge makes it to the ropes, fires back and gets an old Connor roll for a two count. Lesnar kicks out and scores with a clothesline. Huge waist lock from Lesnar, but Edge crawls and makes it to the ropes after quite a while of uh, struggling and fighting to keep it going. Some more shoulder thrust before Edge is able to dodge and hit the drop kick to Brock. Heyman eats a baseball slide, but Lesnar comes back and nails a spine buster. Edge dodges a shoulder thrust. Lesnar hits the ring post. We get a schoolboy for a two, followed by some more clotheslines by Edge. We get a face buster by Edge and the Edge-O-Matic, which gets another two. Edge clotheslines Brock to the floor and drags in Heyman. Edge is on the top rope. We get the double axe handle, but Lesnar makes the save. Edge kicks Lesnar to the floor again and hits a crossbody, which takes him out. Edge is back on top. We get the missile drop kick, but Lesnar kicks out at two. Edge is on top again, and the crossbody this time lands on Mike Kyoda. Uh, Edge blocks uh, an F5 and instead hits the execution. He looks to have the match won, but of course, the referee is down. Heyman land, hands Lesnar a chair. Edge tries hitting Heyman. Lesnar swings the chair, but Edge ducks and comes back with a spear, which gets two. Edge goes up top again, but uh, Lesnar hits him in the ribs with the chair. Brock follows up for the F5 and Brock retains. Lacey, what did you think of our main event? It was all right. It was a little bit overbooked um, for for it, but then I guess you know how show main event or pay per view main event it should it should have that gravitas to it. Um, I'm not sure on why Brock, after what he did the weekend before, absolutely murdering Taker needs to use a chair to be edge um obviously i know that they they like edge and they've got you know ideas behind him but i'm i don't think he's of that level of a threat to to brock that he would need to use a chair the fact that Heyman could be pinned was enough of a threat for this match you know that whole thing of oh if Heyman manages to somehow get into the match there's your there's your peril for Brock that, you know, Edge can beat Heyman. But yeah, it just, it seemed a little bit overkill with the, with the chair and stuff. Um, but I will say Edge didn't look out of place being in there 
in a title match, um, which obviously bears bears good fruit for him in the future if they do continue to push him the way that they they have so far this year. Um, but it was all right. Um, I would have much preferred if obviously we had Taker and you could have had a big boy batter the shit out of each other. Um, or, you know, I was partially surprised that your boy wasn't here um, to, you know, add that extra bit of peril because we know how much you always want to see the big show on any show that we ever cover. Um, of course, yeah. But, yeah, no, it, it was all right. It, it, you know, the fans went home happy because of the aftermath and Edge, you know, getting his on Heyman. So, you know, again, it's one of those, if you're there, you're leaving you're leaving the the arena happy. You, you're going to be, yeah, we had a decent show. We saw that, you know, those last two matches, enough to sort of take the taste out of your mouth of Rikishi's arse. And, you know, you're going to go and have a couple of beers afterwards and have had a good night. Yeah, I, I think this is a, a good main event. Brock is, like, typically great. Um, it looked very dominant and threw Edge all around the ring and I think Edge more than held his own in this sort of main event title match um, spot um, yeah a little slow in parts but I guess um, like with a few like Brock hugging him on the mat for a while and it seemed like an eternity but I think by the standards of the night certainly and by the standards of UK shows this is still a good match when when compared to predecessors you know and it's it's different you know like these are two guys we we won't have seen main event the uk show before um i think both of them well certainly brock but i think it won't be the last time we see edge main event a pay-per-view either uh, based on this showing i did yeah I, i agree with you about the like it was a bit I think Edge did get quite a lot in this match, like more than I would have probably expected him to. He got a lot of two counts and uh, obviously the sort of false finish with the ref being down after the spear. And yeah, I, I, I think they were, they were pretty generous to Edge here. Um, not not that he doesn't necessarily deserve that sort of match. Uh, that much um going his way. It's, it's just more about how strong a champion you're trying to make Brock look and uh, how he has been and like you said the jeopardy here is Heyman's role in the match so um, I was slightly surprised by that but I don't I don't think it was like a detriment to the match sort of viewing experience or certainly for the people in the crowd I think they very much enjoyed that element so yeah I, I think this was a good way to close the show um it was always it, it was never going to live up to the standards of the tag that followed but I, that would have been impossible when you look at just the personnel involved in each match so i think this was a really positive way to close uh the show i guess with the main event in the books lacy we do have to give our overall thoughts and a score rating out of 10 so over to you um so with Two matches that are definitely worth watching. Um, one that is a must-see. It feels really harsh to say that this is a really a missable show, <laughs> but it is. It's missable as a whole. Um, it is one of those of if you've got yourself an hour, you can crack breeze on the show, and then never have to worry about the rest of it. Um, if you you know you've got nothing better to do and you've got two and a half hours to kill, then by all means watch the rest of it. Um, but any show that has that tag match on, I feel really hard to say anything less than a seven. But then the rest of it is so bad. Or the or obviously other than the the triple threat match and the title match and the Booker match, when it is bad, it is one or twos bad. I think as a whole, I can I can give it a six, but it is strongly helped by the three when it's good, it's very good matches. Yeah, I'm having a, I'm having a hard time coming up with a number for this one. I think I, I I've got a verge on the side of lenient because of what what we're watching here. You know, a SmackDown only UK show, so. 
not not only is it a UK pay-per-view, but it's a UK pay-per-view following a brand split where not all the guys you like are going to be here. Uh, sort of following through my usual logic of like you start on a five and you plus or minus things. I think I'll give a plus for the opener. I'll take a couple off for uh, Kibben and Tori versus uh, Cena and, and Dor Marie and Funaki and Crash. So we're down to four. Add one back on for the Cruiserweight match. So we're up to five. The next two are taking two off as well. So we're down to a three. And I think I'd at least at least two points on for the tag championship match. So back up to five and I'll give it a plus one for the main event. So I think I'm going to settle on a six, which, yeah, the, yeah, as, exactly as you said, the, the good points of this show, it feels really harsh them being on a show that's going to be graded a six overall but i think on the uk pay-per-view curve that's probably about where this sits overall there is some really shit stuff um it's not like horrendous and as you say rightly that if you've got like a couple of hours to kill it's not a bad show it's it's largely watchable um and there are some excellent points but i would i would say definitely do seek out the, the tag team championship match um the main event is more than watchable uh, the opener's fine and uh, yes, the cruiserweight. So there's four matches there that probably equate to about an hour of in-ring start, in-ring time that you can throw on and have a really good evening watching those. So, but if there's only one thing you're going to take away from listening to this podcast, it's I'd go try and check out Benoit and Angle versus Los Guerreros because that was really worth watching. But I think a six out of ten is probably where I uh, come down on this pay-per-view. Lacey, I think we may have broken the record for shortest ever show. Uh, def- I don't know. Some of my ECW ones back in the day when they were solo were quite <laughs> yeah. short. Um, obviously, before we go, it would be remiss of me to just to not remind you of the fact that you can get 10% off craft beers, ciders and snacks at 10beerbottles.co.uk. 10 is in the number uh, using the code wrestling20 because um, as I said earlier, it's coming up to festive time. Get your festive drinks in and help a small independent business out. Because, you know, especially at times like this, they're the ones that need your money the most. Um, Obviously, if you want more of me, you can listen to No Mercy if you haven't already. Because I'm on there with Eric. It's fucking wonderful. Um, You can come over to YouTube at Pop Culture Productions and watch me do reaction videos with my mate Seddon to music videos. And we have a comic book show on there. Um, We've started a new series about horror movies as well. Um, So all the funds on YouTube, come and join us, subscribe and have a wonderful time there. And uh, follow the Facebook page. Um, Adam there with his wonderful insights. Uh, Follow the Twitter. That's usually the Rory, but some of the others of us have access to it as well. And uh, yeah, good times had by all. Yeah, make sure you check out uh, the YouTube page that uh, Lacey mentioned. I, I, I subscribe to it. I watch a lot of the videos. I'm enjoying the horror stuff so far because that's probably my bag. So yeah, I would highly recommend you do that as well as check out 10 Beer Bottles and for that promo code as well. Um, but thank you very much for listening as we've taken you through uh, another UK pay-per-view. And until next time, uh, the November show, which I will be on, uh, looking at Survivor Series. So in a few short weeks, we'll be back. And until then, goodbye.
think she took a shine to me And the kids were all grown up But I had to turn her down Cause I was still in love with you to turn the days to night while I was wrong. 